1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy.
2: Fall guy.
0: What's what the poster
2: said?
1: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because
0: nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right
1: now.
2: What are you into?
0: Talking. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG-13.
2: Camp got as many reps as he's ever gotten before. He's been thrown in a ton of tough situations, some good situations, and now it's time to go play. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network.
1: Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right, let's dive into it. Week 1 games. This is probably one of my favorite uh, days of our weeks during the, uh, the year as we dive into games on Fridays. And we're going to roll through them all today. Um, we'll get to Eagles-Lions in a second. But let's just start with 49ers-Bears because we just heard Kyle Shanahan there. Eagles, as we Bear, 49ers at the Bears at NGM right now, we're looking at 49ers, six and a half point road favorites here. Uh 40 and a half, I believe. Or is this the lowest total? I think it's got to be the lowest total on the board. 40 and a half for week number one. Let me throw this at you guys because mm-hmm. we've talked about this game a, a lot last couple weeks. And, you know, I think at first we were very much high on the Niners. I have been a little bit more hesitant this week. Now that I think the Bears are going to win, but maybe it's closer. I saw this. As uh, head coach in his career, Kyle Shanahan, as a favorite, 16, 24, and one against the spread. As an underdog, 28 and 18. Mm-hmm. Third worst as a favorite, fourth best as a dog. That's been Shanahan in his NFL career so far. I don't love six and a half and set I don't love this as much as I used to. What are you thinking?
2: Yeah, I, I was reminded of that the other day. I was like, oh yeah, Shanahan is the guy you want when you're getting points. He's mm-hmm. not the guy that you want to back when they're laying points. By the way, I missed the line them up segment. I oh, it just, we're all Great. the way back. This is going to be our, yep. our Friday thing. Line them up. Line them up. Uh,
0: line them almost, up. Uh... <laughs> there
2: we go. <laughs> well, I always, I, I, when I hear line them up, I think that stupid fallout Boy song, like all the gyms play it or all the pop stations play. It's light them up, but it's very close. It could be used, but I'm not going to suggest that. Uh but, you know, I think we can come up with some trends like that. And I, I, I back what you're saying, and I've bet it that in the past, and it has worked out. Uh, Shanahan struggles as a favorite, pretty good as a dog. But I could combat that and say, you know, have you looked at years with these brand-new head coaches like you have on the other side at Iberflus and how they have really struggled ATS in their first yeah. game, which uh, gives me pause. And it makes a lot of sense. You're a new coach. You're probably going to a bad team, and you just don't have the experience. So I do think there might be a little bit of truth, or there's at least some sort of an explanation uh, to that one. So 6.5 from what I saw, it's 6.5 across the board now, right? We've talked this week about who's betting on the Bears. Well, it could be a product of just talking about this game way too long. Yeah, I'd I'd say the majority of spots are at six and a half now. Um, It could be just like, God, get to this game already. Because you talk about a game so long, I've found myself with a couple of these matchups where you kind of change your opinion. Like, um, well, maybe this could happen. Like, just Let's just kick it off already so I don't change my opinion and I'm kicking myself for talking about uh, some stupid underdog. But um, the reason we went down to six and a half is Kittle didn't practice again yesterday. So... Some books are saying that he's worth a half a point, which uh, which could be interesting, something we'll have to pay attention to with the final injury report. I wouldn't say, oh, Kittle's out. I'm going to bet the Bears. If Kittle's in, I'm going to back, back up San Francisco. He was not great last year. He had a few games that popped, but he was not the old Kittle that we were used to dominating. But he is a, a – PFF always reads him out as the best blocking tight end out there. But uh, we still have the questions about Trey Lance. In the end, guys – this is, this is a game that I, I think I'm just going to stay away from. It would not shock me if the Bears come out playing hard and they do stay inside the number. However, mm-hmm. we'll have survivor conversations later. I still feel good that uh, the Niners are going to win. So for teasers, for survivor, I feel fine. ATS-wise, I'm, I'm really not all that comfortable with this game.
0: Yeah, I feel the same way when looking at the Bears as home dogs. I think the thing that makes me nervous is new head coach and new uh, coordinators. Um, One of these new head coaches is probably going to be, you know, cover the spread on the first week. I'm, you know, probably one that inherited a little more stability, but with the bears it's like everything's new. So that makes me nervous. Um mm-hmm. the total, I think it opened up at 42, now it's down to 40. I did put the Niners in a teaser down to minus 1 with the Steelers to plus 12 and a half. I think Eberflus might try to take away Trey Lance in the run game, but the Niners are pretty good defensively up front. So I think it could be a lower scoring okay. game.
1: Well, the I, number uh, says that. forty and a half 40 and a half on the number. Lower score. Yeah.
2: I've, I've not and seen it, went it posted. down from
0: 42.
2: But I'm assuming, um, along with teasers, that my favorite bet in this game will be the Niners over on the team sacks. Whatever it is. I'm oh, assuming yeah, it's going to be five and a half.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. I was looking I for
0: sacks last night. I couldn't.
2: Find yeah. It, but Nick Bosa might yeah. go yeah, shop, shop around. That. Joe, you, you mean to tell me you don't believe in Braxton Jones against Nick Bosa? What? Again, who, who are these people? I'll have to check That's out it. the Bears Nation pod because I, I don't know any of these people. <laughs>
1: so I am. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you in that I think lower scoring. I'm gonna stay away from the number on this props. I like. I think Ayuk over receptions three and a half is interesting. We'll get to some props later. And the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks in this game both in the 30s for rushing yards. They both could fly over. They, they are two of the better running quarterbacks in the NFL. All right, Bears and Niners six and a half. Let's go to the Eagles. Eagles Lions. Now this game's jumped around. This has been like around a point. You know, all summer, four and a half at, at the highest I saw it, Eagles favored, three and a half at the lower end. Now we're at four at MGM. Uh, total in the game is 48 and a half. Now, one thing to point out before we get to the how we handicap it, Lions have an offensive line issues. I think I, it, it could be a big deal. Their right guard uh, out for the game and their center, Frank Ragnow limited on Wednesday out of practice yesterday with a oh, groin issue. Man. So he's going the wrong way. So interior offensive line issues against the Eagles is a recipe for disaster for any offensive line and Jared Goff. So that's that's the injury situation.
0: Speaking of sacks, Lions gave up 6 sacks when they played last year. I was going to look at that prop. That was one I was trying to look mm. for last night, but the Eagles beat the Lions 44 to 6 last year. Now I'm I'm sure the Lions will be a little bit better, and last year was last year, but oof, that was a beat down.
2: Yeah, when I see results like that, and I think there are a couple other matchups this week where it was lopsided last year, I kind of want to go the other way because you know that that, that's bothered And that's probably why this line
0: didn't move much, right? That's what I was thinking. Maybe this is why we haven't seen it move much.
2: This is a game, it's a, it's one of these matchups where, and I think there are a couple of these this week, uh, Sunday Night Football for sure, where you have two teams that seemingly the arrow is pointing down. Well, in this one, it's two teams that are getting a lot of hype. Like this Eagles hype, Joe's talked about it, how it's just gone off the rails, especially over the last week, couple weeks, when they become the outright favorite to win the NFC East division. And then Detroit, we know all about Detroit and Dan Campbell, Last I checked, BetMGM, he's, he's the favorite for the coach of the year. It's A team with a win total of six and a half, Dan Campbell is a favorite to be the coach of the year. It's just crazy. I still haven't watched the last Hard Knocks. I haven't heard much about it, so I'm assuming that I, I didn't miss much. But yeah. so whichever team loses this game, part of the reaction in the betting space is going to be C- Too much hype, no matter who it is, because one of them is going to lose. So if it's Detroit that loses, and let's say they don't cover, Um, oh, see, Dan Campbell, big surprise. Lions get all the hype this offseason. I thought we were restoring the roar. And if the Eagles come out and they lay an egg, they're kind of flat. Oh, see, that that was too much movement. It's going to be, let's say the Cowboys win. It's going to be the Cowboys, way too much of an overreaction. They start off as a third favorite in the division. They close as a favorite that was ridiculous so uh that's that's going to be fun that's going to be part of overreaction Monday the loser in this game people are going to be selling hard
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah I point. uh I like the total more than the spread I think it could be close-ish I think the Eagles have, might have to grind this out I I think they win but four okay. is tricky oh
2: wait, um, what are you playing so- on the total
1: it's 48 and a half. I would go over I think it's points like go over 30. And it opened at 46. Yep. Like the score being 30 to 23 in the fourth quarter. I I, I could picture that in my head. The Eagles are up 30, 23, trying to hold on, trying to make sure the Lions don't come back and score and tie the game.
0: So remember last season, Dan Campbell took over the play calling and the offense actually looked better. Now Mm -hmm. we talk about the Patriots and who's going to be the play caller. I don't think Dan Campbell has announced who's going to be the play caller. Has he?
1: I haven't heard. Yeah. I, I assume it's him. I assume he's going to do it again because it was good last year when he did uh, it. Because it
0: worked. It worked when he took over. Yeah. yeah I, that was one thing I wasn't sure about who, who's going to do it. But the offense got better when he took over last season. Ben,
2: jo- ben Johnson is the OC by title. He doesn't right. have much experience at all. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you look at his career path, I think it's similar to Dan Campbell's, actually. So mm-hmm. you could be right. You think that would be a good thing? He's Campbell doing it to start the season, because well, you, to... you can always go that yeah. route. You can always go that. If it's not working you out, can you can always take it. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's harder to lose mm-hmm. it. It's harder to get take it away from your own self if it doesn't work. I, I got you. Yeah. I mean, it, what's funny? Sirianni last year started as the play caller. He gave it up to Shane Steichen, and that's when the Eagles took off. So both these teams switched play callers last season. It's actually it was this game, the Lions game, where the Eagles switched it, and then their season. Took off. All right, Steelers-Bengals, it's become our show play. We, we like the Steelers. We've talked about it for weeks here. Steelers plus six and a half at BetMGM, 44 and a half on the total. How about this? Steelers as an underdog in the division under Tomlin, they cover 76% of the time. Steelers as a dog within no. the AFC North, 76% cover rate right under Mike Tomlin. And we get Trubisky out there in his first start as a Steeler. Is
2: that good or bad? nobody knows I don't know I,
0: I don't, don't know
2: hate it. nobody nobody yeah. knows um here here's my concern on this and I think we all agree that this is this is a good play my concern is that part of our handicap is the Steelers one week one against the Buffalo Bills last year hmm. I and mean, that should not probably be part of it I, I'm I well, feel no, like it's, it's a similar could...
0: spot
1: though right like it's a similar yeah. spot that's what the I think. Part is. of my
0: handicap is also Burrow coming off that appendix surgery. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I well, mean, is he 100%? The, well, this is also, uh, one of those matchups
2: yeah. we were talking about a couple of minutes ago where you had them being lopsided. These were lopsided games last year. The, the first matchup in Pittsburgh was 24 to 10. And then at Cincinnati, we 12, whew, 41 to 10. Wasn't so close. You, yeah. you know that's on Pittsburgh's mind, but you, Tom was gonna gonna play this close i i do I do trust them. I just i I'm a little concerned that uh we're just looking at see Steelers' big dog opened the season last year. they won it outright and they're gonna do the same this year. but uh, no, i I still trust it. I still do. I, I, these divisional yeah. this is trendy, but these divisional dogs in week one, like the favorite numbers—it seems like these are just too high—and I think that's part of the reason that I I end up leaning a lot on the underdog, especially earlier in the season.
1: Well, and then the Super Bowl loser trend—I mean, it's four and eighteen against yeah. the spread. The Super Bowl loser—I mean, that, that's a that's twenty-two years. I mean, this isn't like three or four or five of these. It's a lot. I I I think it adds up to a Steelers cover here in this game. We're, we're on the Steelers uh, pretty much as a show. All right, let's hit Washington and jacksonville here this game i mean aaron you were on it at a better number months ago and here we are it's jacksonville getting two and a half at washington 43 and a half on the total i'm gonna i'm gonna have by the end of the show a money line underdog parlay we got it it's week one and the jaguars are in it i think they're gonna win the game outright i i, I like jacksonville to win the game i i was really looking at the rosters last night joe i don't think there's a gigantic talent discrepancy between these two teams I mean, the ja- the Commanders might end up winning more games this year, but are they that much more talented than Jacksonville? I don't think yeah.
2: they are. I, I see a plus 120 on the money line out there. I, I think we're, we're putting a lot of trust in Doug Peterson and also the return of ETN and Trevor Lawrence taking that leap in year number two when it was all new to him last year. And with Washington, you still don't have Chase Young. We saw the defense regress last year when a couple years ago, nobody thought that was going to happen because they were viewed as the best defense in the NFL and we don't trust Carson Wentz. So you'll start lining up some things like, okay, I see why this number, maybe some betters were just falling asleep at the wheel, just looking at that four, not paying attention. But um, I understand why there is some belief in the Jacksonville Jaguars and why why some are just taking shots on them to win a division, which outside of the Colts, something goes wrong with that team. Then all of a sudden the division's wide open, and they, and then you like that number. So it does make sense why this has gone through the three. And and similar to last night, what we saw with the Rams, home field is zero. Zero for the Rams, probably zero for the Chargers. It might be zero for Washington, and Aaron uh, knows oh, yeah. more about that one. But it's not like Jags fans travel. I don't know that they exist in the real world. (laughs) I don't know uh, It's not like Bills fans going across the country.
0: But I think because it's such a melting pot here, there's probably like Jags fans that moved here for work and they will be at the stadium, I'm sure. I think for me, it's just like... Has
1: has anybody met a Jaguars fan in their life?
0: I don't think I have. A real
1: Jaguars fan? No. You know. Now listen. In 1995, I was in on. The, no, listen. The Brunel, Natron means Tom Coughlin I Jaguars.
2: I, I love know. that team. A real, you know a Jaguars fan? The Jaguars fan. Yeah, that's outrageous. Ugh. Well,
1: there's one. Are you friends? Well, one does exist. I'm not
0: interested <laughs> in this game. Just being honest,
1: probably okay. least interest
0: on the board. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: it's a it's a quarter TV. I want to yeah, see Trevor
0: see. Lawrence do well. Other than that, move on.
1: <laughs> yep, Joe O, Joe G, Aaron with BetQL Daily. On the other side, Patriots Dolphins. We'll hit that and some other games on the BetQL Network.
2: We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by MGM, on the BetQL Network.